Confirming that well, not that they're confirming, but there was another mention of the Flashpoint movie. There was like by Mark Guggenheimen or whatever his name is, because he was oh, talking about the, the Flash cameo. Yeah, which yeah. I haven't I haven't officially seen on my own yet. Unfortunately, you still haven't seen it. No, I just I haven't had you time. Went straight to work to, or straight home to watch it. Well, I wanted to, but I had some stuff to do because. Uh, Mark, he was kind of running all over the place yesterday, so I had to uh, edit the podcast over at Comic Book Legion. So yeah. I was doing that, and I, then I had to write a review and do all this. And so I was like, you know what? I'll save it for when I'm off. So I'm gonna watch it Saturday. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, no, I watched the. I just watched that whole scene. Yeah, the and, like uh, a minute and thirteen seconds thing or something like that. Yeah, I I, I watched the whole scene because I I'm not I don't know when I'll get around to watching that crossover or any of those shows again. <laughs> um, but, and I saw the the ending of it too, where it confirms like what's on what Earth or whatever. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that little scene. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it was interesting. I mean, did you see the whole minute thirteen clip or whatever? Yeah, I did. Like when he disappears. Yeah. So yeah, and then he's all like, "I told Vic that this could work," or blah blah blah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting. And so in this article I was reading with that uh, producer or whatever from from the CW, uh, they were working back and forth with WB apparently because yeah, he apparently didn't want to WB anything that was happening with Flashpoint. Yeah. And apparently, WB, yeah, was the one that wanted him to have it in it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I so. think is pretty cool. And, yeah. you know, the conversation we were having the other day about, you know, uh, Marvel doing it, like having mm -hmm. their actors in, like, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, like, there is mm -hmm. such a huge argument on Twitter right now. Like, oh, you know, Marvel would have never put Tony Stark in a in, in Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D., blah, 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 and it's so dumb. It's true, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean... D DC definitely just blew Marvel out of the water with cinematic universe from TV and movie. Like they yeah. actually connected theirs. Whereas Marvel is just like, mm, I mean, we'll talk about the New York fight, and that's all they fucking ever did. Well, yeah, and uh, then shit. Oh my uh -huh. gosh. Go yeah, sorry, <laughs> my phone was really loud. Let me turn it no, but uh, um, but also. Kevin Feige himself kind of like slapped freaking Jeff Loeb in the face uh, mm -hmm. saying that nothing other than his movies were connected. Like nothing. So Netflix was never connected. Agents of mm -hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. was never connected. Runaways was never connected. Like he basically said all of that was just for, you know, a separate thing, even yeah. though they very clearly pointed out some things that happened in the movies they're just like yeah. he was like yeah that never happened yeah so i mean it's exactly why dc's done it better already and um so check this out check this out so dc's even going to go even farther with connecting their universes because and i know for anybody that's listening they're like when are they gonna talk about batman this is all connected we're gonna get to it um but uh i just read an article that w not wb hbo max is actually going to make a Aquaman animated series, I a three-part animated series that is going to be directed by or executive produced by James Wan, and they're saying that it's going to be connected to the movie. 
So, yeah, so it's going to be I continuity. Think that will that has a lot to stick with, you know, their semi-connected multiverse of the CW mm-hmm. because the CW loves to do that. They yeah. love to make the animated stuff for the CW app mm-hmm. for people to watch in between the seasons. Yeah. So, this is my thing with it. I don't have a problem with the cameo. I actually think it's kind of cool. I do not fucking want to see Grant Gustin. I do not want to see fucking Stephen Amell. And I do not want to see Katie Cassidy ever on the big screen. I never want to see it. I've seen I Stephen think... Amell on the big screen once in Ninja Turtles, and he was god-awful. <laughs> He's not a great actor, in my opinion. In the Arrow, I think... he can. Anything else? I think what will end up happening is, if anything, uh, I think that Urza, in some capacity, will explain to somebody the mm-hmm. multiverse. And he said, yeah, there's this one time that I met myself. You know, it was kind of a long, mm-hmm. it's kind of a long story, but I I have multiple of me somewhere out there. And that'll hint yeah. at, yeah. you know, the small encounter of the CW. Which I would be fine with, but I just don't want to see them on the big screen. Yeah, acknowledging the multiverse is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people want to see a Grant Gustin cameo mm-hmm. in an Urza movie. Mm-hmm. I would not, like, I mean, if it was something kind of like exploring the multiverse type thing, and it was super quick, and mm-hmm. he had no like speaking lines, I think that would be cool. But if they went out of their way to put Grant Gustin in the costume again to have a whole conversation, yeah. I think that would just like waste time in a movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see it. Uh, it's cool for you know, it's cool for a big event like that in the CW. I don't want to see it on the big screen. Um, but so there's, there's all of that going on, which you know, again, that was kind of cool, and uh, there was like. More news about like Green Lantern and stuff like that too that came out about HBO, um, but I don't know. I thought, I thought that was pretty interesting that they were kind of working all that in together and that WB actually was like working with them. Apparently, Jim Lee was like a big like go go between guy for this. Yeah, uh, apparently there was a new article that came out with Screen Rant today saying that mm-hmm. he is the he's basically the new Jeff Johns as far as like the go to person yeah. for for DC films. Yeah, which so. I mean, I'm fine with, and I know you're not gonna like this or not, but uh, of course we have the uh, Snyder cultists being like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's that's so great! He's always supported Snyder, and you know, this is just another push for the Snyder cut, and blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. And pff, shoot me now. Yeah, I made this point to Clay. Uh, I was like, because he told me he's like, "Hey, you're gonna hate the cameo that happened in fucking Infinite Earth." And I was like, what? And I, I don't know what I said. I said some other bullshit. I was like, oh, Spectre? Because I was like, I already knew about that. And you're like, nope. Ezra Miller was there. And I was like, oh, fuck that. At first, I, <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> um, but then I saw him get erased or whatever. And I was like, well, that means the Snyder Cut just got erased. <laughs> so, but um, you know what? I don't, I still think, you know, if they're hinting at Flashpoint, that means, uh, you know, like I said, I saw some Instagram posts that made, you know, quasi sense. That they're going to use it to reboot everything in the DC universe that they want to do. Um, and now that they're confirming, now that they're connecting it to like the CW multiverse, then that kind of like, you know, it, it kind of shows that, all right, the movies aren't going to follow the comic books. So we can definitely expect not that version of Flashpoint to happen like they've said. And um, 
since we're going to be using the CW multiverse, then the Ben Affleck freaking Robert Pattinson thing doesn't matter anymore. Because CW has already made a continuity that faces change. In comic books, people, I don't want y'all to get this confused. In comic books, when it comes down to the multiverse, nobody's faces change. Freaking Green Arrow's not like so-and-so or whatever. It's just people, or actually technically, no. People can be different things. Their faces are always the same, though. And their races are the same and all that kind of stuff um names can be spelled different but it's they're always the same in the multiverse because the idea of the multiverse in reality the theory the multiverse theory is that there's millions of different lives of ours happening at the same exact time so um it's not like you know you're totally different it's just you're doing you're poor you're rich you're you know alive you're dead bunch of stuff like that so i don't know it's interesting i will say dc is uh definitely doing something very different with connecting yeah. everything that they have. So we'll see. Um, but there is, you know, that, that obviously that was something big that everybody kept asking me about um, since it's happened, to be honest. And I'm pretty sure when I do my live stream today, everybody's like, oh my God, just So I'm um, just kind of getting that <laughs> out of the way. But one thing we do need to update that we covered a little bit on the last podcast is the video game. Is we didn't really talk about it too much because it literally had just came out right before we started recording. Yeah. And um, I made a whole video about this on, you know, Bat from the Box, uh, my YouTube channel. I would highly suggest you go check it out. So they we didn't talk about, I guess, the pentagram thing that they released, like the chart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they released like this weird spirally design that had, if I'm not mistaken, six large circles and then four small circles in the in the middle. Now, and then five smaller circles. Which I really... <laughs> yeah, because, like, if you look at the design, every other, like, you know, filler spot, they filled in with lines, which you could have easily done that in the middle, but they decided to do circles instead. So, yeah. like, they could have just easily did lines if they were trying to, you know, not even, you know, use those. My thing is, is if you go watch this video... I think that every circle could be a criminal organization or a boss that Batman needs to take down um, or the Bat family needs to take down. And I, uh, I referenced this or I, you know, I made it similar to the idea of Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you have to go hunt down these cultists. And there's like 40 cultists or some shit like that. And you got to, you know, there's one big one and he has a whole like web of, like smaller disciples and i think that's pretty cool i think we've both agreed that game is pretty awesome and hunting those dudes down is pretty cool so like if you were to do that in a batman game because we've had four arkham games we can assume that this is the end of the arkham series or the arkham arc if i how i would like to call it and we're going into that same world just into a different batman you know legacy or whatever it's gonna be i think it's also gonna be called arkham legacy is what we're it's being rumored Mm -hmm. so i think it would be really cool if there's all these people that are gunning for batman or the bat family and you have to hunt them all down and beat them i think that'd be really cool it would be really different opposed to it would feel more open world than like oh we it is an open world game but you still kind of have to follow the story it's how the other you know batman games have been yeah, but um, I think this would be really cool if you can just kind of go do whatever you want. But maybe if you do it in a more detective way, the game goes a different way. 
You know, yeah, that, that would be kind of cool. That would be interesting if you could just have like a different element. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So that's that's something we didn't update or we didn't talk about. There has been five symbols released. Everybody thinks the sixth symbol is the Court of Owls symbol, which this all started with, which was that girl that had the T-shirt on. And yep. the, the drawings are fairly similar. So yeah. it would fit right in the circle. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll talk about this game every time we hear something, but that was the big update that we didn't talk about when it dropped originally. Uh, so if you want to see all that update, just go to Bath in the Box and uh, check that out. Um, so this is going to be an entertainment heavy podcast. So I say let's knock out the comic books first because we have so much more entertainment news than we do comic stuff because guys, there was literally no Batman books this week. We do Batman universe (laughs) books here. We have one, and I know some people are like, "What about Batman's Grave?" That 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 book is trash. We're not yeah. going to cover that book anymore. Yeah, it it got even more convoluted, and yeah. I I just think that Ellis did, is 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 leaning too much on Hitch's art to tell yeah. the story. Did you actually read all of it, or you just skimmed it? No, I read I read all you read of it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even read it because like Clay was like, "Good thing you dropped this book," and then I was just like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." So we're not going to cover that book, but we are going to cover a book that has finally made some progress that we've been waiting for forever, and that is Nightwing. Do you want to go ahead and start talking about this, Clay, since this is your guy? Yeah, so uh, don't read the preview for Nightwing. Uh, I believe this is issue like 68, I Mm -hmm. think. Uh, Don't read the preview because the preview literally tells you Everything that happens in this issue. Just go in there blind, yeah. buy it, and read it. Because a lot of people don't... A lot of people drop this book because of uh, Dick Grayson losing his memory, him changing his name to Rick, and mm-hmm. him not donning the costume of Nightwing anymore. Yeah. This... I don't know what happened in the last issue, mm-hmm. but this issue pretty much cracks the small whatever it was... I guess drug or substance or whatever that was holding his memory back. And so within the first three pages, he starts to remember everybody in the Bat family, all of his enemies, uh, everything. And now they are a little cloudy. You know, he does say that they seem like a far off dream rather than, Mm -hmm. oh, I know these people. So he is starting to like get all that back. He takes off the talon suit that he was wearing and immediately goes into a Nightwing fighting stance, which got me super hyped. Um, he fought his grandfather uh, mm-hmm. with like two broken sticks. So it was like his batons. It was really, really awesome. And uh, even like uh, the talon lost. He, he yeah. Dick Grayson kicked the shit out of him. But uh, he ends up. Going with his girlfriend now, which her name is Bay, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's worried that, okay, he's got his memories back, he's going to forget me, blah, blah, blah. And he says, no, it feels like I'm literally living two separate lives. Mm-hmm. I have my memories that I was, you know, with you, and then the memories of my past. And I think that this shouldn't be a problem mm-hmm. for the Dick Grayson character, yeah. because he literally had to do that in the New 52. Yeah. He literally had to do that because in his Grayson book, he went and left uh, uh, and lived a separate life as a spy. And so yeah. this is nothing new for Dick Grayson. 
Now, he does yeah. say that he does very much care about this woman, and he wants to, you know, just live in the moment now and deal with all that stuff later. Uh, yeah. But this is a very big glimpse into what's going to be happening with Dan Jerkins onto this book, and also what uh, James Tinian had promised with bringing back Nightwing into the Batman comic. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, whatever happened in the last issue, because we didn't read it, was uh, I believe he attacked the Nightwings, and he had the chance to kill them, and he didn't. Uh, yeah. Because that's what you get in this book as well. And then, uh, you know, you find out that he was brainwashed. One thing when I was reading this book, and, and I know, I think Snyder did it, but you don't see them really do it. Again, I guess after a while, you'll it'll just be kind of cliche. But every time heroes fall from a great distance and they try to grab onto a ledge, they never like rip their like tear their muscles or like never freaking do anything yeah. like that. I'm like, just do it once in a while. And Snyder yeah. did it uh, when I think uh, Bruce Wayne got attacked at a tower and he. Fell it was on. It was on uh, the. Yeah, yeah, it was the very yeah. first arc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he fell, and he he's like, this is going to rip my shoulder, but, you know, I'll survive or something like that. So I think it's kind of cool when they do that every once in a while, because I was like, oh, man, this is going to, like, rip his arm off. Well, um, one thing that really, like, got me, and you were getting glimpses of it in the very mm-hmm. beginning of this Rick Grayson story, was that, like, it was almost like a Jason Bourne type thing. He didn't yeah. understand who he was, but his body had so much muscle memory that it was just kind of like doing stuff all on its own. Yeah. Here, when he started to get his memory back, he was falling from a bridge, from a bridge, blah, mm-hmm. from the, like the top of a bridge, and he says, "You know, I should be screaming, I should be panicking." Yeah. But this feels normal, and I was like, "This is yeah. the Nightwing thing," because the like one. There's a really cool quote that I love from Nightwing is that he, uh, everybody loves to fly, but I love to fall. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big things from Nightwing. He, of course, jumps off buildings just like any yeah. other Bat character. But it, it just like got my hopes up and I got a little giddy. And so I'm really excited for you know Nightwing to come back. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, for those people that are like, oh my god, he's still with that girl. Uh, Barbara's doing her own thing too. So don't think like, you know, Barbara's well, just sitting in the woods. I, uh, I, I told uh, Mark, because we talked about this at Comic Book Legion, I said, like, as soon as I was, like, getting really excited for the return of, of Nightwing, and I was like, and I depressed myself because I just remembered 5G is coming, so we'll have Nightwing for another six months, and then he's going to be aged to 50, and he will no longer be Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, I wonder if the comics will ever do Nightwing and Barbara, because I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, but it's actually Nightwing and Starfire. Fuck that relationship. Uh, I care more about Nightwing and Barbara, to be honest. I mean, they they were playing a lot off of the Barbara Nightwing uh, thing at the beginning of Rebirth in her yeah, story. Yeah, during the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had, I, don't, I think it was an annual um, where, no, so it's after what actually it'll be happening in the book we're going to talk about next, or my book from the new segment we're going to do. Uh, oh. they, yeah, that mentioned, it mentions it in that. Uh, so I'll just talk about it then. But anyways, there was a lot of, uh, relationship going on there. But you don't want to know something I just saw last night because I was, uh, I don't know what the hell I was doing. Oh, I was doing some stuff for the video I dropped on my vlog channel yesterday. Um, I watched Batman Bad Blood. I had never watched that before. You've never so seen Bad Blood? I've seen the ending where Talia fights Batwoman and all them. I've never seen the full movie. So, like, I never... Uh, what did so you think? That last... I thought it was pretty cool. 
I, yeah. I enjoyed that. And um, I've enjoyed that style of art on that one. Uh, yeah. You know, if it's a little bit more modern, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, I liked it. I was kind of confused at the end, like why background just showed up. Like what? Has she never been in any of the movies or? No, I, I mean, the, the only time recently that she has shown up was Killing Joke. So then is she not exist at all? Because, like, she showed up like she was just a secret character. She was like, ha-ha, boom. And then she, like, fucking dipped. But, like, I thought there would be, like, a history and everything. Like, Yeah, no, they, uh, because, of course, the main, like, storyline of the animated movies mm-hmm. uh, uh, really didn't start until uh, the Justice League War, yeah. which was basically the New 52. Mm-hmm. And so... They're basing all of their continuity stories off of that and going forward. And from there, they never introduced Batgirl. Even though there's been, like, I think four or five different Batman uh, animated movies since then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there hasn't been a Batgirl. So So then Killing Joke's not a part of this universe? No. Okay. So that's interesting. No, because they they do, I think they do. Because she was Batgirl in that. Yeah, they do two main continuity stories every year, mm-hmm. and then two non-continuity stories every year. Mm, interesting, interesting. But yeah, I thought that was cool, and uh, you know, it was nice to see Batgirl. And I was just wondering, I was like, where the? I was like, you're gonna introduce Batwing before you introduce freaking Batgirl? Like, come on. Also, watching that movie, Batwing's suit is kind of stupid. I hate those wings. Yeah, like I genuinely hate those wings. Um, just make him a full-blown Iron Man costume might as well i but it makes sense Mm -hmm. because i think in retrospect the batwing costume is almost a prototype for the batman beyond suit yeah you would think they would connect those two stories you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you just make batwing like i know batman is the guy that you know helps out alfred passes by that time in freaking batman beyond so why not just have you know luke fox be the tech guy of that family and he's like i'll show you your new suit son you know what yeah. i mean and he's just like an old grizzly fucking dude that used to do that that would be really cool yeah. um so i don't know but yeah it's definitely a prototype for that but scott snyder's also done the prototype in his series oh yeah know? yeah so i remember that and lucius was like no it's just way too expensive it won't be ready for another 20 years so like you know what i mean so it's just kind of whatever but uh yeah so uh this was your idea so do you want to talk about the next segment yeah so this next segment um i'm not sure what we're really going to be calling it Mm -hmm. but uh i know that well i didn't know this i thought half price books was a like nationwide store Mm -hmm. uh apparently it's not uh so here in texas or in san antonio we have a store called Half Price Books. It is something that basically it's all used books, majority used books. Sometimes and stolen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the uh, yeah. the prices are just super low on majority of their books. And yeah. so I thought this would be really cool if we were on a budget to go find, you know, just Whatever we're looking for, it may, it might be something that just catches our eye yeah. or something that we've been looking for for quite some time, and we just happen to find it on a really good budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would highly recommend anybody who's listening 
to go to one of those stores uh, that you have mm-hmm. in your town or in your city or whatever, um, because you can find really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, the two books that I was able to find on the budget that we got for mm-hmm. uh, this week, I think we put a budget on $10. Ten bucks. And I was actually able to find two books because one of them was almost the... I bought two trades. One of the trades was probably the price of like a regular single issue comic which i was mm-hmm. like yes but yeah. um juice why don't we see what you got first so i bought so we didn't have any rules here we just had a ten dollar rule and tried to keep it in the batman universe which yeah. is the kind of thing that's what the podcast is about but um i still kind of kept it in relatively like recent comics is what i found and mm-hmm. it is the, and it's something I wanted. It's definitely why I bought it. Uh, I bought the freaking Preludes to the Wedding. So they okay. had it all in okay. one try. You know, so this does connect to Tom King's story, which I'm super Tom King fanboy. But it was all done by Tim Seeley. All these stories were done by Tim Seeley. And it, it involves every Bat family member uh, and what they're doing up until the wedding. And I actually really love these stories. They came out once a week during the month of the wedding. And I really enjoyed it. It deals with uh, Red Hood. It deals with uh, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Robin, um, which is a.k.a. Damien, which I don't think Drake got a story in this, to be honest. And uh, and then they gave Harley a story. So yeah. um, these were really uh, interesting books. And when I was talking about earlier that, um, you know, when, the, when this came out, the Batgirl story, it ends with her thinking about, like, what's important in her life. And she ends up calling Dick Grayson, and she's like, hey, can we meet up? We can get some coffee or something like that and talk about things. And uh, it just shows her jump off in the distance. Then there was an annual that came out where they, like, went to a hotel, and they hooked up and something like that. And then they talked about, like, what are we? Like, we, you know, are we here? And they just basically never said that they would get married, but they said that we know we love each other, and that's all that matters. And that's kind of what they did. Um, yeah. And then he ends up getting shot later, so... You know, that kind of ended all that. So, um, yeah, so that was it. So, But in the preludes, the reason why I love this is there was so many little freaking great moments in these stories that I absolutely loved. In the Nightwing story, uh, it's the bachelor party. So Nightwing and Superman take Batman to actually go on his bachelor party. And, you know, Batman's kind of like, he's always just a, you know, a grump about everything. But they're like, all right, we got this perfect thing. And Superman's like, there's this pocket dimension where it's just three miles long of a uh, like a lake or something like that. And it's got one boat and three fishing rods. And Batman's like, yeah. And Nightwing took him to like Batburger where they're like during costume night or something like that to where everybody's yeah. like, oh, yeah, cool costumes, guys. And uh, right before they're going to go to this pocket dimension, uh, Hush shows up and like blows them up and whatever. And, you know, Nightwing and uh, Hush get sent to this pocket dimension. The cool thing I loved about this pocket dimension is there was these new characters introduced called the, uh, like the Nowhere Men, and they're just like faceless beings. They remind me of kind of like the Silence in Doctor Who. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, these are awesome characters. And uh, you know, the story ends or whatever, and it has Bruce and Nightwing talking about how like they don't really just hang out anymore, and that they need to do that more. And I thought that was really cool because you know they are. There, there is that father-son relationship between them, but it's more of a brother's relationship because they're only 10 years apart. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So it, it is more of a brother's relationship. I do feel like when it comes to Red Hood and uh, Bruce, that's more of a father-son. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Damien and Bruce, I feel like it's more of a brother's relationship at times uh, because they, you know, they were both there for each other when they needed to be. My and favorite then, story in that thing is, I'm sure you're going to talk about it right now, the uh, Catwoman. Damien, yeah. Damien, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Damien, the cool thing about the Damien story is it's actually a Rachel Ghoul finding out about the wedding. And he sends like, I don't, I, I have, I got to reread it, but um, I know the gist of it. And there's like a clone Damien. And apparently that's been a story that's happened before. There's like this clone and that happened in Bad Blood. Bad Blood actually had like a prototype clone of Damien because clo- Damien was always supposed to take over the mantle of, you know, the demon's head. And uh, in this one, they sent another like, you know, clone Damien to freaking fight Damien. And uh, I actually think it turns out to be all in his head, to be honest. But um, at the end of this, he Damien feels like he's going to get replaced. That's basically what his emotions are. And, you know, uh, Selena comes in from her bachelorette party. And uh, Damien's just sitting there, like, on the couch. And she's like, shouldn't you be out there, you know, scaring bad guys and not scaring me? And he's like, we need to talk. Like, um, are you and my father going to have another child? And blah, blah, blah. Like, and are you going to, like you know, push me out of here, basically, is what he's saying. And she's like, well, I don't think I need to talk to you about what you, me and your father are going to be doing about a child. But then she flat <laughs> out tells him, like, you know what? She's like, I don't think I'm supposed to be a mother. Like, she was like, I've just made too many mistakes in my life, and I don't think I need to bring that on a kid. And and then, you know, it gets to this heartfelt thing. She was like, even even if I did have a kid, I don't think I'd be lucky enough to have another Damien. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, look, you and me, like, we're in a house, nothing, we're in a, house of a bunch of goody goods. He is like, you know, we've made mistakes. We've been through stuff. Like, I don't think there are pe- there's a lot of people like us. And she was like, look, I don't. Um, she was like, you don't have to call me mom. She was like, but I always tell you, like, you know, in this in this life, you know, I'll always have your back if you always have mine. And yeah. he's all like, I'm still waiting for Deal. that moment, man. I'm yeah, still waiting man. for that moment. Yeah, I will write that shit. I say, I swear, if it never happens. Granted, though, the interesting thing now is Tom King just tweeted a photo two days ago saying he's working on a Catwoman special, and the title is called Helena, which yeah. is the... He's hinted it in his future stories that uh, Helena Wayne is the daughter of Bruce Wayne and uh, Selena Kyle. And will eventually be the new Batwoman. Yeah. According uh, to his timeline. Yeah. But also, yeah, according to other timelines, she's Huntress. Yes. So Now, I do want to remind everybody, for those who have read Doomsday Clock, Jeff John said that the story of 5G... Or the story after 5G, I can't remember which one, I'll have to reread that story again, is the story of Helena Wayne teaming, teaming up with Superman to find her lost brother. Yeah. So, if that is dealing with the doomsday clock and everything else, maybe that is what Tom King is writing. Yeah, that could be. That would be really interesting. And yeah, so in the in the last two books of these, uh, we have Red Hood fighting... Uh, anarchy like red hood's basically it's funny because like bruce is still even in his paranoid rage has somebody following selena during her bachelorette party because he thinks something will happen so he has red hood following her the whole night um i don't think he has crazy i think he just has a heart to heart with anarchy to be honest nothing really happens there and then it goes into harley's story and harley's story is cool because it's her fighting joker and um it's it's right before the wedding, like literally right before Selena gets shot. Um, that's the prelude up into that, which I thought was kind of cool. So nice. yeah, that's what I got at half price. Um, it only cost me, 
$8.50. So that's uh, nice. less than the trade. So the trade on the back of the book says this would have cost me US $16.99. Nice. So, so I got two trades because mm -hmm. of how cheap the first one was. Let me go ahead. This is uh, Batman Chronicles The Gauntlet. Okay. And it, you know, one thing I walked in there going for, I was like, you know what? I haven't read a really good Batman and Robin story in a while. Mm -hmm. And let me just read uh, the back of the book because I haven't read it yet. Okay. It's super thin if you see in the camera. It's like yeah. super, super thin. Uh, it's like the Nightmare books. Yeah, it says, The story of Robin's never-before-revealed final test and elaborate game of hide-and-seek that would test all of Dick's skills and establish him as the standard against which all Batman's future partners would be judged is told here in the first time. From the meanest of Gotham streets to the heart of the theater district to the Cetus uh, or yeah, Cetus Harborside docks, the young Dick Grayson must elude Batman from sundown to sunrise. But before the test even begins, Robin saves a man who is being brutally attacked unaware that he has just interfered with Gotham's powerful underworld. Suddenly, Dick must evade not only Batman, but hired guns who plan to keep the kid quiet permanently. Will Batman be able to find his ward in time for a last-minute rescue, or will Robin have to run this gauntlet on his own? So, hmm. this is like, this is the test for Dick Grayson to officially be Robin, like to stay Robin, which I think is really cool. Yeah. That idea. So, mm -hmm. you know... I was looking through the, the trades, and I was like, I don't see any Batman and Robin, and then I saw this really thin one, and I pulled it, and Robin was on the cover. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. You know, and I looked through the art. The artist is actually Lee Weeks, back oh. in 97. Nice. Shit. Yeah. So this is an older book. This would have cost me, well, uh, back then, four ninety five. I uh and this is a trade, but uh mm. I bought it for two ninety eight. So my second book that I grabbed to go with the full ten dollars mm -hmm. was Batwoman Eulogy. Ah, uh, that's uh the basically Greg one, Rucka right? run. Or is that fifty two or before fifty two? Uh yeah, no no, this is uh is this new fifty two? I don't think no, this is right before New Fifty Two. I believe this oh, is okay. the uh, detective stuff, I think. Is that the, is that the one, oh, is that, really? When she took over? I don't think so. No, I Tinian think. did the detective stuff. No, this is the one with Alice, so it might be, it might be New 52, but it doesn't have the New 52 banner. Yeah, hold up, I have, I actually have Batwoman number one. You keep talking while I look. Yeah, so, you know, when Batwoman was announced for the CW, I actually never read anything that was solely hers. Of course, I had read Detective, where she was uh, prominent in. I had read Red Hood, where you know she made an appearance every now and again. So I've read stories with her, and I think she was actually introduced in the story of 52. Not New 52, but 52, which was a countdown to... Uh, Infinite Crisis, basically. Yeah. And that was when she made her appearance. I've read that story, mm -hmm. but I've never read anything that was solely hers for a good amount of time 
So, and everybody raves about the Greg Rucka run of Batwoman. So I was like, you know what? Let me yeah. go ahead and give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. So volume one is actually uh, Hydrology is what volume one's called. This is the one that has, you obviously can't see it because my camera's all fucked. But uh, this is the one that has that amazing like double page spreads. And like the art is like just so good in here. The artist is freaking W. Hayden Blackman. Okay. his name. Uh, but dude, the art in here is just amazing. And this is also the one I really like is because it's when she's fighting like La Llorona and, uh, like Mexican mythology, like, you know, freaking, uh, stories and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that's really cool. Like that woman's stories are actually really nice. It's unfortunate she can't keep her own book. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've read the Rucka one then because I've read all the new 52, but I haven't read, um, that. Yeah, so, like the art in here looks awesome, mm-hmm. and it, it like just the the way Alice is portrayed in this book yeah. looks really really cool. So I'm I'm pretty excited to read this, um, and if I like it, I might grab volume two. You know, nice. So yeah. So how many volumes of that are there? Um, because is it, that even say volume one on it? No, it actually just says uh, Batman. A Batwoman eulogy. It doesn't say anything. That might just be a whole story by itself. I'm cool so, with that. Yeah. This would have been. Uh, they marked it out with uh, Sharpie for some reason. It would have been uh, 17.99 yeah. for uh, for the U.S. I bought it for I believe 6.98. So oh, not bad. With tax, it came out to just a little above ten dollars, but uh, I think it was like ten fifteen or ten twenty five or something like that. Nice. So, um, cool, cool. So yeah, so this is gonna be something we're gonna be doing uh, when we have a slow week, guys. So this won't be a thing we do every week because, uh, like I said, in twenty twenty, I kind of want to develop the podcast a little bit more, make it a little bit more interesting. I want to add some stuff as we go along. Um, but it's going to be, it'll just, you'll slowly see the changes over time. But when we do have a slow week, we have ideas. Clay also had another idea of us possibly reviewing animated uh, episodes when we have a slow week and we'll just do like two of them and we'll just give our thoughts on them. Um, so yeah, that is something we could be doing or we will be doing in the future. But I thought this was really cool because it just gives us an option to add to our own personal collections and uh, just read some different Batman stories because I enjoy going to the half price books, which we have here. And it's probably just a discounted bookstore in your own hometowns or your own cities. So definitely check them out because what happens is when bookstores close down or when people need money, they go and sell their collections to these types of bookstores. And sometimes people have some really amazing collections. And like yeah. I found one of the best things I ever found in half price books, I found it for $50. And it was the absolute hush in, like, perfect condition. And I was just like, oh, my God, that is my favorite book. And I was able to buy a big old coffee table version of it for $50, retails at $100. So I was like, hell, yeah. Nice. So you can always find stuff like that. Yeah, um, I think the 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 big gem that I found at Half Price was actually the one that you usually go to, like, closer to mm-hmm. your to your place uh i found the first appearance of gambit and first appearance of cable uh right next to each other like these were actually trades i mean no uh, single issues single issues 
Uh, first nice. appearance of each of those characters, which at the time Deadpool was uh, already out. And of course, that Channing Tatum Gambit movie, mm-hmm. which has officially been axed by Disney, thank God. Um, yeah. uh, those were in the works. And so uh, people were looking for them like crazy. But mm-hmm. I found both of them and I paid like 115 for both, which is super cheap when compared yeah. to what they sell for. What were what was the conditions? Uh, conditions are they weren't perfect by any yeah. means, but uh, they were good enough to uh, salvage. And I know a guy here in town that can like press it and make it look really nice to get me a higher grade if I wanted to grade it. Nice. If I, if I wanted to get them graded. Nice, nice. So that's the that's all the comic book news this weekend. Sorry, guys, but we will be back to having a uh, Batman. Um, you know. You know, later today, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I'm getting, like, text messages from my friend I'm supposed to meet. Um, that's weird. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. This is weird. Weird. Anyways, uh, so that's... We should have Batman next week. Uh, right? I'm not mistaken? We should, yes. Yeah. Uh, Where's Detective? I don't know. I I think that, you know... Well, I don't even know if they're going to have it next week because I believe next week is wonder woman 750 so so talk about that if there's a batman story if yeah she's got to team up with him at some point yeah yeah that's Uh, true because i think is king writing one of those uh i don't think he is but joelle jones is on the main cover of that yeah okay wait so they're gonna have multiple covers because isn't jim lee doing like three yeah no like i i think there's a total of like 80 something covers to be completely honest oh, uh, God. now as far as main retail covers i think there's maybe six or seven mm-hmm. uh so they're treating it almost like a detective 1000 action 1000 yeah so they're gonna have a lot of covers but yeah. uh i believe joelle jones did the the main cover nice nice uh detective 1000 uh best-selling book of 2019 yeah so yeah take that marvel uh, <laughs> uh but uh, uh yeah i'm glad because that was in my top 10 i thought that was a really great uh really great story and you know it's uh it's insane i i feel like since you know unfortunately batman does outshine everybody and it looks like he's gonna outshine uh you know joker i think they're like you know what it's too close to do batman and joker and we're not doing uh, like eighty years of Joker, but if I'm not mistaken, did we do seventy five years of Joker? Right. I believe there was a seventy five year. So there wasn't a seventy five years of Batman, or was there? There's all. They they'll do. It was eighty years of of Batman. Yeah. Last year they'll do an eighty one year of Batman next year. Like yeah, the, Batman always gets a year. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he only he's the only superhero with a day, so you know what can you do? And Wonder I mean, Woman's the ambassador of like the United Nations. Or there's like a there's a Superman Day, okay? Yeah, uh-huh. there there is a Superman Day. When are they giving out free comic books for that? <laughs> <laughs> when are they painting murals on the sides of walls for that? Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so we're gonna go on. Oh, speaking of Superman, perfect segue. Uh, it has just been greenlit. Another damn show is coming to the CW, and it is Superman and Lois, 
And the reason why we're talking about this is because it is rumored that we are getting the Super Sons in That will this spin series. off of it, yeah. It's going to be a separate show. The, they they said that it'll be introduced in this show and possibly a spinoff. Oh my god. Cancel all of these shows already. Like a majority of them. Because there's just too many. Legends yeah. of Tomorrow does not need to exist, okay? There there is no there is no place in the multiverse where I would have honestly been able to securely say, Hey, this Legend of Tomorrow show that just debuted, I bet you it's gonna get six seasons. Hell no. Yeah. Well no, okay, so I enjoyed the first season. I enjoyed the first season. It's when they introduced that damn Bebo character, I was done. And I know he was in the Crisis Infinite <laughs> thing. So I'm done with that show. I hate that stupid character. And now, that don't, show needs I, to be I, done. I will say, at the very beginning of the show, like the first episode, mm-hmm. had a really cool hook. Like, yeah. they, they brought Oliver Queen into it. They brought this historian. I was like, oh, so it's legit going to be like a Doctor Who thing. No, no, they they complete because the one thing that bothers me and it even bothers me about like the actual crossover is that Mm -hmm. they get super meta like they know they're in a television. And so like they're like, oh, I guess they're going to skip out. They literally say, oh, I guess they're going to skip out on this year's crossover. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you don't you don't do that. You don't you don't see that in comics like Mm -hmm. flashes and like, oh, I guess. This is a well, crossover. You do, but those comics aren't taken seriously. They are basically the Deadpool and Harley Quinn. Legends yes. of Tomorrow is the Deadpool and Harley Quinn, where they could do anything they want in the series because it's not continuity. You know yeah. what I mean? And it may seem like it because Batman shows up. No, but then Batman turns into a big fairy and flies away or something like that. Like it's just really it's weird and wacky and it's not continuity. Those characters yeah. are only continuity when they appear in other continuity books. So, like, when Harley's in Batman, that's continuity. Or Suicide Squad. Yeah, something like that. So, which, that new Suicide Squad, did we talk about it on here? Because that was good. Uh, I think yeah, it was. Did. I think yes, we did. we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. When is, I hope that comes out soon. Is that bi-weekly? Monthly? It's monthly. I man. think... That should oh, be man. soon, though. It's been, it should like be three weeks. Yeah, it should be soon. Yeah. So, that's a good book we'll talk about. So, yeah. So, there might be another show again. I know that they're also... Because we got Stargirl coming up soon. We also got freaking, because nothing's been canceled besides Arrow, right? And Batwoman took that spot. Yep. So, like, we're just getting more and more shows. CW is literally going to be the DC network. They're going to change, that C's going to slowly turn into a D. It's going to be like CW. <laughs> or, like, you know, or the W's going to get pushed out. A D's just going to move in and freaking push the, the W out. Because um, that's all it's turning into, like, honestly. Um, it's just all DC. So there's too much. I literally had a friend of mine that uh she was here for my niece's party and she was like so i've been keeping up with the shows i was like hell no i was like it's been i haven't seen them in like two years she's like there's too many i was like i know and i was like uh it's just nuts now they're gonna add superman and lois they're gonna add freaking super sons they're gonna have that stupid katie cassidy show and uh yeah i'm just like that's too many shows dude yeah i guess isn't she like a executive producer and like directing it and stuff I don't know. That means she's never going to die in that show either. Um, (laughs) But like, yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, it's just, I enjoyed those shows for the longest time. And I think they're cool. And I do want to go back and try to watch some of them. I want to watch Batgirl and see what they do with it. Batwoman. But um, it's just too much, man. Like, 
double superhero shows on like multiple nights. That's crazy. Like I haven't even got to see Black Lightning and I heard it's good. I mean, it's part of the Justice League now, apparently. Yeah. So it's just like, dude, it's just I it's there's so many that you don't have time to catch up, which is yeah, just it's nuts. insane. It's, it's not including DC Universe. Now we're going to get more on HBO. Like, um, you know, as much as I love DC, they might be the reason why superhero shows and superhero things start dying out. Because, <laughs> like, the <laughs> movies come every, like, three months, you know what I mean? But the yeah. shows are just, like, in your face. You know what? I'd be okay with all of these shows if they were all 10 episodes. Yeah. yeah. No, for real. If they were all 10 episodes and there was no breaks... If there was no yeah. breaks, so for each season, so that way it would be ten so it would be ten episodes and then they mm-hmm. would take like a year off and yeah. then another ten episodes. That would be awesome. Because in in where they are at now on the CW, they do mm-hmm. nine months with six different breaks. And so yeah. you get lost in where you are. Like for me, I'll be honest. I will be completely honest. I every, every year I'm like, I'm gonna watch Supergirl. Yeah. And then as soon as the break comes, I completely forget about it and I miss the other half of the season. Yeah. Because yeah. I just I just lose my place and I'm just like, you know what? I will I'll just wait until somebody is able to sum it up and I'll just read yeah. the the whole season review or whatever. For sure. And I think that's why I loved iZombie so much. A show I think people do not give any credit to. iZombie is one of the best comic book shows that was on TV. No joke, you can put it up against anything else. Story-wise, continuity-wise, like it had it had a Doctor Who vibe where it could be really silly but really dramatic. And I was and I love yeah. those kind of shows that are well balanced. Well balanced has always been my biggest thing. And uh you know, iZombie had that, but iZombie also only had 13 episodes max in their series. And I think it helped it benefit it benefited a lot. Um yeah. so yeah, I think if you could because you could do 10 superhero shows, just do 10 episodes in the fall, 10 episodes in the spring. Boom. And all different shows. And then you can do a crossover, you know, whenever you want to do that. You know, yeah. fit it in between that time. But And you can end it in, the la- the crossover will start in the last two episodes of the, you know, fall shows. And end in the, you know, or begin in those, end in the other ones. You know what I mean? Like well, they did yeah. this year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, more shows for you if you're, you know, just somebody that loves CW stuff. Uh, but jumping over to the uh, DC Universe, well, I guess it's all the Guggenheimverse or whatever now, yeah. which it's, um, you know, Titans, we're getting, we're starting to get those confirmations of that tease that was, you know, that had that photo of all those different characters that are supposed to be coming to season three. Mm-hmm. But one that was not on there that they are starting to, a bunch of outlets are starting to talk about. We could be getting Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, a.k.a. Oracle, in Titan Season 3. Now, from what the reports have said, it is going to be Oracle. So she will be in the wheelchair, and she will be helping out the crew. Um, But I don't see her staying in the wheelchair for long, because they're definitely going to want to get a Batgirl eventually on this show. I I think it'll be Oracle majority of the time with Batgirl Mm -hmm. in flashbacks. Think so? Yep. Just I like think, how, just how Robin was, you know, Robin like to, like burned his suit, but we still a lot of yeah. we saw a lot of Robin because of flashbacks. Same thing will yeah. happen with Oracle. Yeah, I think we'll get that, but I do think, uh, you know, Raven's gonna come out of nowhere and heal her spine just somehow. Like, 
I love you. Oh, so so it, so it'll be. Oh, I couldn't heal. Uh, uh, Wonder Girl. I mean, not Wonder yeah. Girl. Uh, Donna. I couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. I couldn't heal Donna. She's gonna stay dead. So yeah. I'm gonna heal you. And boom. Okay, yeah. I can see that. I can see that yeah. also. Donna's gonna be gone the whole season, I think, and then she's gonna come back in season four as evil. And they're gonna fight, and they're gonna be like, "We used to be best friends. You love me." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, I do." I would be okay. I would be okay with that if they if she took on the persona of the evil Donna in Rebirth. Yeah, no, the with the black suit and the gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need to have that suit, like just basically the suit she wears now, black and gray. Um, I think it'd be awesome. I'm down with this Barbara Gordon thing because um, they pretty much just axed the you know. They just had Dick Grayson and uh, freaking Starfire just fuck one time in the episodes in season one. And they didn't do anything in season three. He had more fucking sexual attention with Don than he did her in this freaking season. Yeah. So they're probably going to bring in Batgirl. That's going to be his new love interest now that he's Nightwing. And, um, you know, we're going to go from there. I do think this is a season that Jason Todd dies, though. I think he for sure dies this season. You think so? Yeah. I think because they're going to kill him off and he's going to die in some way. And uh, we won't see him until like the end of season four. Like him and Donna come back and they're both evil. That would be cool. So like evil, like dead Titans are coming back to beat them. That would be dope. So you know what I mean? Um, I especially like, yeah, because what if Jericho turns and what's her name is evil? Like two, you know, like they're going after the Titans. Um, because you know, Dick didn't give him his record back or something. So like, cause that would be an ending. That is a Titans ending right there. A Chaffa ending. It blows my mind how they can ruin that show so much. Like, geez. I'm telling you, I, I can expect a really crappy start, mm-hmm. a really good season and yeah. a really crappy ending. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. It's going to be so weird. Um, yeah. Oh, also Jim Gordon will be dead in this series, by the way, people. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I think they're going to be playing off the Joker story, which was the hallucination, but they're probably still going to say Joker killed Gordon somehow. Now, if that's the reason why Bruce isn't in the suit anymore, because he couldn't save Gordon, that would be a nice story. I could understand that. Yeah, because you got to explain why he's not helping these kids. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, granted, he does look way older than I think he should, but... <laughs> um, and he was, you know, on the TV when what's her name was watching Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, we got to freaking. Uh, they got to explain that somehow. But oh no, know. they they did. It was like it was it was all Raven like subconsciously. No, no, no. I know that. I know that. But uh, I'm talking about they need to explain why he's not Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like he would be, he should be able to take out all of those fools. Why wouldn't he try to come help them when Deathstroke's killing them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, there's got to be something. You got to explain that more. And I would love for Dick Grayson to, like, if somebody, say Jason Todd dies, right? And, like, Batman's just there, and he's like, I'm so sorry for this. And then Dick Grayson just blows up. He's like, why weren't you there? Like, you were always there. Where the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. heartfelt, like, I'm crying, ugly tears. Like, this is, like, <laughs> why the fuck aren't you here? You know what I mean? And, um, you know, and if they don't want Batman in the show, give that give him one scene where he like suits up to be Batman and kill him. You know what I mean? Like have Batman die. Oh, no, we couldn't have that because you don't think you, so? 
you and so many other people just won't like it. You don't think I know I'm telling you, if you're not going to show <laughs> him in the suit and he's already old, have him die. Just do it. That or th- give me something why explain to why he's not Batman. So so you're going to be believable. you're you're going to be okay with the DC universe killing off Batman but not Zack Snyder? Yes, 100%. Because I need <laughs> I need an actual story. Because Ben Affleck, granted, Ben Affleck did not look old. Like, he looked jacked like he can keep doing this for a really long time. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, it's that's whatever. That's here nor there anymore. I just think, like, they need to do something. They need to explain that. They need to put him in the suit because it just doesn't make sense. Um, but anyways... Uh, so going on to, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up Zack Snyder because we're going to talk about how that is about to get all retconned and nobody's going to give a damn about it anymore <laughs> because we talked about it at the start of this podcast. Um, you know, there are a lot of rumors that, you know, this Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint for some reason. We know in Flashpoint there is a big Batman presence. And uh, I shared this with Clay on Instagram because we always just share stupid stuff back and forth. And somebody, and the one thing I will say, Zack Snyder people annoy the hell out of me. Other fandom people annoy the hell out of me at times. But they are somebody that are scavengers, and they get every single photo they can, and they compile them, and they just make my life a little bit easier. So um, (laughs) I will say shout out to the people that do this. But somebody has been snooping on every person's, like, that's ever been in a superhero movie and they've just been looking at hashtags and stuff. And they pointed out some really cool stuff. Now, I had to go back and verify this because I was like, there's no way he put Flashpoint. And he didn't. But uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the guy that plays Negan, the guy that played Thomas Wayne in uh, BVS, and of course the guy that played the comedian in Watchmen, uh, posted a photo earlier this year saying, hey, I just found my comedian mask. Like... Uh, can't I need a suit up to be a superhero? Like I need to get back in the superhero game sometime. And he had a photo of him like with his mask on, and he had his glasses over it just to be kind of funny. So somebody took that photo, right? And then uh, the news of the Flashpoint had just come out, um, like a week before. A week before, Deathstroke, uh, who is played by Joe Manganiello. If you saw Justice League at the end, he showed up, uh, talking to Lex Luthor. Full, you know, Deathstroke get up. He actually had a photo with Jason Momoa. I actually went back and verified this because every time somebody posts something, I always feel like it's just photoshopped. Uh, He posted a photo with freaking Jason Momoa and some dude from Slayer. And he said like rock concert, whatever. And then one of the hashtags was Flashpoint. Weird, just weird ass tag for that. But we do know in Flashpoint, Aquaman is a big part of that story. Now and he, Deathstroke is also. Yeah. So we we could just be like, oh, he could just be saying that because, you know, he's Aquaman, he's Deathstroke. Like, they could just be like, oh, you want to read a story with this? Because Manginello is a huge nerd for nobody knows. Like, he is a massive nerd. He has his own D&D, like, dungeon to play D&D in. And it's like every other ha- room in that house is Sofia Vegara's, his wife's. The dungeon is his. Like, he's like, no, we're going to keep this room mine. And so apparently, and apparently he has like epic celebrity D&D runs. Like, yeah, no, he, uh, uh, if you ever listen, because I'm actually listening to it right now, campaign Mm -hmm. number two of Critical Role. Uh, It's Uh all these voice actors. uh, You would know him from uh, the guy who plays uh, 
oh my god his name is matthew mercer he plays uh, the, i forgot the guy's name the cowboy from overwatch uh, 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 uh oh um no oh, the cowboy from overwatch oh um yeah yeah i know who you're talking about though yeah yeah, yeah. so he plays the um, voice matthew mercer plays his voice um mm-hmm. there's other big voice actors that all get together every thursday night and they play mm-hmm. D. joe magnello has been featured on critical role several times because he yeah. just loves playing D. So yeah, I, I I have watched him play critical roles uh, several times. He's so funny. Uh, I believe it was sometime last year. This like big bodybuilder was like yeah. uh, like kind of showing off his muscles or whatever. He's like, I don't play D and D. That's pushy shit, you know. Just like making yeah, fun yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And then guy. and then Joe Maganello says, "Well, I do." And then he had like he was on the cover of like Men's Health or like yeah. Sexiest Man or whatever, and he had like his big like fucking. 16 ripped body yeah yeah yeah. and so and like everybody laughed it was so funny but yeah he is a huge nerd yeah super nerd um which i i find that super hilarious and it's awesome too but uh, he actually called out vin diesel for being a fake nerd almost uh, oh really which is really interesting yeah yeah because uh he was on stephen colbert and colbert's a big nerd too when it comes to uh D D, and um sneeze um yeah so they were talking about campaigns and stuff and he was like yeah he was like you ever play with vin diesel uh he was like i heard vin diesel's a big but he's like is he he was uh he was like i know pretty much everybody that's in the D community and we all play together never heard anybody play with them (laughs) and uh i was was like oh he called out him for being a fake nerd (laughs) so um that i thought that was pretty interesting but uh you know what i I, it's I just don't see how you do Flashpoint to be honest. Like in the first movie, you know, like, I, it's gonna be and, really weird. And of course, the director I can never pronounce his name right. Uh, yeah, Muschietti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he said that it's gonna be his own version of Flashpoint. Now, yeah. big like the number one heart of Flashpoint. Let me just say this. Everybody was like, oh, this is what they used to reboot into the New 52. Let me tell you, it didn't get turned into a reboot story mm-hmm. until literally the last issue. It yeah. it was not going to be a reboot. Mm-hmm. Dan Didio has said this. Jeff Johns has said this. It was just going to be a really cool story of The Flash that featured all of these what-if characters, basically. Yeah, And then everything was going to go back to normal. But because of the way sales were and because they wanted to do something new, they're like, hey, this is the perfect spot to change it into this kind of story. Yeah. So the heart of this story is literally the story of Flash and his mother. Mm. If Muschietti keeps that and does whatever he wants with it, then it doesn't need to be an all dramatic reboot for the DCEU. Mm hmm. But if they want to, they can definitely do that. That is all up to them. I don't think it would be the smartest thing because like we were talking about at work, I feel like a lot of the general audience is, you know, out of uh, out of sight, out of mind for all of the things that quote unquote did not work with them. Yeah. But I know that a lot of us being fans would like to see some continuity, which yeah. for me, 
I know that I'm a Snyder fan, but I can get over the fact, okay, Snyder's not in theatrical release and in the main continuity. I'm okay with starting, quote unquote, my main continuity with the Aquaman and going forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pulling Wonder Woman in with it, you know, because that first sure. Wonder Woman movie was so good. So I'm okay with, you know, kind of piecing everything together myself. But I think that, like you had said, the execs at DC or at at WB are mm. kind of hectic when it comes to these kinds of things. So they're like, oh, we have to do this and we have to do this and we have to do this. We have to do this. So they are yeah. going to try to jumble things like that. And yeah. that is why a flashpoint might be better. So mm-hmm. who knows? Well, it could also be, you know, Jim Lee and Jeff Johns behind the scene, though. They're like, yo, we got to fix this continuity. Because if they are still involved somehow, I know Jeff John seems like he's more DC Universe involved, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure his name's still in there somewhere on yeah. those movies. Mm-hmm. So he could be like, yo, and we know, we trust in Jeff Johns. He's a good creative fixer of things. He wrote Flashpoint. So if he's talking to the director and be like, look, this is what we could do to fix things. Bada bing, bada boom. They put, what if Jeff Johns was like, hey, uh, freaking, you should just have Ezra in the CW stuff. Like, just throw them in there. And then that's kind of being like, all right, there's this crazy multiverse. So you hardcore Zack Snyder fans that love the Snyderverse, they could be like, fuck it. Look, it's its own universe. It's its own multiverse. It's planet fucking SZ or fucking ZS. And, uh, you know, it's fucking whatever. And so, you know, that could just they can just throw that off later. And then we make this new timeline where Robert Pattinson has been Batman the whole time. Barry comes in and he's just all like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of whatever. If you wanted to be a real badass, and I, and it kind of sucks, but like it would have been interesting, is you could have just had Ben Affleck be Thomas Wayne, which would have been awesome. But we already showed Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So, but having Ben Affleck be the crazy, I got guns, and he's already massive and crazy anyway, so it would be nuts. But I do, I would love to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman in Flashpoint. I just, it's, I feel like what's going to suck is, if it's going to be this heartfelt story, it's obviously going to revolve around his mother. We're probably going to get introduced to Iris. We're going to have the stuff with his father. And he's going to try to change everything, and it's going to make this Flashpoint thing. I I think the Flashpoint thing will last 20 minutes in that whole movie. And it's going to be like, oh, I'm in this new world. What? Oh, no. What? Batman's killing people. What? War? What? And then it's going to be like, oh, and then they get sent back. I think it's going to be something anticlimactic like that, which I would really hate. You um, think so? Yeah, I think it would be like Aquaman, where how Ooh. that last battle is just the last freaking thing. Because it's too fast. There's no... How are you going to talk about his mother, his father? How are you going to introduce Iris? How are you going to do all of this stuff and then introduce all these other characters? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And build the story of what's happening in Flashpoint. I just don't see it. You think it's gonna happen in the, like the first fifteen minutes, and then the rest of the movie is gonna be Flashpoint? I I could see that. <sighs> You'd have to do it the, so well. The reason why is, I mean, if if we're gonna be playing off of what just happened on Infinite Crisis, okay, you know, mm-hmm. pe- you know, that's gonna make a lot of noise. Fans of the CW Flash are already gonna be watching it. Some people of the movies who haven't seen The Flash, as far as CW, will watch that. They will be introduced to a Iris. Yeah. So, you just have to show the actor of Iris, have them conversate, whatever. 
mm-hmm. not necessarily go deep into like whether they're in a relationship or not. Yeah. And then go into the story of Flashpoint and then have that majority of the yeah. movie and then the ending have as the original ending of Flashpoint with, you know, the new twist of Batman having a new face. Yeah. So the one thing I will say is since this is the director of it, we do know that he has no problem with filming a bunch of extra stuff. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is a uh, two part story. Maybe you're going to get, this is the first thing where it's like, Hey, we're going to show you this big movie and you do all of the flashpoint stuff on the big screen. And maybe some of the other stuff is on HBO max. Ooh, I, uh, not for me. Nah, like, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do here because I don't well, think you can pull off this story. This is this is why this is why I say I'm hoping for a different version of Flashpoint without all those characters mm-hmm. and still have it. Don't a, call it Flashpoint then. I know, I know, I know, I know. I if it was up to me, I wouldn't call it Flashpoint. But I know that in a way, Flashpoint gets a lot of ears perked up. Mm-hmm. And gets people into the seat, so that way tickets will be bought. That's so that way it'll make its money. What it should be That's called is Flash Rebirth, the rebirth of the DCEU. And he still changes but, time, and he just doesn't do rebirth. But see, I think that for me, I think that sucks for Urza Miller as an actor because he doesn't get his own movie. No, you know? just like have him do this heartfelt story and he tries to change the timeline and he's trying to save his mother, but it just like, you know, you're basically not including anything from Flashpoint at all. Get it away from that. That could be the second movie. And he's trying to just change stuff and it's not working. And then he realizes he's like, I can't do this. Like, my mom has to die. It's unfortunate. And then it's just a rebirth of a new universe. Like, he notices little things have changed. Boom. Let's just do that. Like, I don't think you, you can't take that name because you're going to have Age of Ultron and it's going to piss me the fuck off. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed what Age of Ultron was in the comic and that's what the movie should have been. And it was some other crap that was trash. Um, so, anyways, that's that. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on this Flashpoint story because it's more than likely going to involve Batman. So, we'll keep you up to date on it. Um, we just don't know what's happening. But, moving on to the last thing is uh, we got, what... We've gotten some Batman news, and we're going to end with this, because filming has officially started. We talked about this on the last podcast, but we got confirmation that Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Zoe um, Kravitz, is on her way, and she should be filming right now. She yes. was on Ellen. She was talking about, Ellen asked her, like, oh, you're going to be Catwoman on this? She was like, yeah. She was talking about how she's training, like, really crazy, and she goes home, and she's, like, weak as fuck. And, um, yeah, so... She said they've had a ton of costume fittings, and so, like, you know, I don't know what we're going to expect from that, but we know that the costume is pretty now, much being made or getting with done. The, with the talk of the costumes, I mm-hmm. saw conversations happening on Twitter that DC, or I keep saying DC, but WB is not going to show costumes anytime yeah. soon because they still want the spotlight to be on Birds of Prey. That makes sense. So we will um, not get anything until after the Birds of Prey movie debut on February 7th. I'm okay with that. Um, but the thing is, the next thing that came out about the Batman movie is that 
freaking, uh, we might get the first glimpse of the Batmobile in February because they're going to go actually be filming in uh, Glasgow, uh, is yeah. what they've said. This is in Ireland, and uh, it's supposed, to, I don't know why they're just saying that it's being hinted at it's like going to be like a race scene or a drive, driving scene or something like that. So that's uh -huh. more than likely where we're going to see the first Batmobile, uh, which will be really interesting. Um, I have a feeling that it's going to be a type of vehicle nobody's expecting. And I think it's going to be a lot less chill than everybody's expecting. Um, you I don't think, think it's I, I think it's going to be like a sports car. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking it's going to be, which yeah. I would consider chill. And I want it to be like David Finch and Tom King's Batmobile. The old school animated series redone it's like okay uh, yeah, animated yeah, yeah. Series. it's the longer version but it has like kind of like the bat symbol oh, in the see, front of it i think which a lot of people hate this version of the of the batmobile but i'm thinking it's gonna be like you know the 2004 the batman on kids wb mm-hmm mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be like a mustang like a like a lamborghini type sports car no, Batmobile. What, what i actually think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be the one from the telltale game okay that's what okay it's gonna be. yeah i'm okay that's with what i think the Batmobile is gonna be um i want it to be like the tom king david finch one because i yeah. think that is the batmobile um because yeah. it just it's just different it looks cool but uh yeah i don't know i don't know i feel like it's gonna be something because they also have this guy named art sop art hop or yeah art hop or something like that He's on Instagram. He does like a lot of design work that especially does with cars and stuff like that. And he's working on the design for the Batmobile. A lot of his stuff is kind of futuristic and crazy looking at times. But he also does have just random like just, you know, souped up sports cars. And so I think it's going to be something like that. Um, but I'm hoping he gets a little outside of the box and designs something really awesome. But I do think it's going to be a little bit more subdued. There was a car that came out recently, I think it's by Lamborghini, that it looks like a damn Batmobile. And everybody's like, holy crap, Lamborghini's <laughs> just dropping a Batmobile? And if yeah. that was the Batmobile, I'd be okay with it. Like, it looks insane. And I'm just like, dude, that looks fire. And um, yeah, if I had a bajillion dollars, I'd buy that car because it let looks me, awesome. Let me, you said I it was by Lamborghini? By, yeah, it just look. I saw it on like Twitter or Instagram sometime, and it's. I think it's by Lamborghini, and it's just like just type in like Lamborghini looking Batmobile or something like that, and uh, it just looked. Dude, I put insane. Lamborghini. I put Lamborghini new, and the very uh -huh. next thing was Lamborghini new Batmobile. Yeah, and it should be all black. Like the only video I saw was them like pulling back the curtain, and it looks insane. Holy crap! Uh, yeah. It looks insane. <laughs> that 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 is a smaller version of Clooney's Batmobile. Yeah, it looks crazy. And I was like, dude, yeah, that is that, that is, is awesome. So, uh, that's and then crazy. from that, so yeah, so we got Catwoman is on there. We talked about uh, you know, Jeffrey Wright being there as well on set, and we've had the idea or we've had possible photos of, you know, Robert Pattinson being on set right now too. So, our theory is that uh, all the Batman stuff is going to be filmed inside. They're not really going to be filming anything outside, and because uh, they don't want to. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. I, which I mean, I'm sure there's going to be Batman outside scenes in the movie, yeah. but like to 
to know that majority of Batman is going to be in buildings. Yeah. I feel like aesthetically watching the film, that's going to be, that's going to be a little disappointing. Yeah. But I mean, we also won't get spoiled with the suit and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I sure. just wish they would come out and show it, but I don't, I mean, I know they want to keep all the hype on birds of prey, but um, I mean, shit, I don't know. It would be really cool. Just shoot up. If you're filming that movie right now, Film a fucking scene with Batman, Birds Prey, boom, throw it in the end credit. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. And everybody's like, oh my god. And just do that. Like you fucking you, that that is your tease to the fucking Bat- Batman movie. And then oh you already connect god. the universes. You Dude, connect the, the universes. F- first first look of the bat suit would be an end credit scene. Do you know how crazy that would be? That would be awesome. That would be oh, so man. fire. And Harley's like, Dude, oh, my God. That you know I mean? scene would be the most leaked, like, pirated footage yeah. of the year. Hell, yeah. That'd be awesome. You win the year in February already. What's Marvel? <laughs> how's Marvel going to top that? It's like, fuck, they revealed the bad suit. Like, oh, shit. Like, that's, dude, DC is about to get some, like, fire with these next few movies. Like, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Marvel has, they don't have an end game to promote anymore. It's all new stuff. It's all sequels. None of that's going to start topping DC's main thing. You're going to have a Rock movie coming out, which R.I.P. to Rock's dad. Uh, his dad just passed away yesterday, which is unfortunate. R.I.P. Um, and, uh, you know, you're Whatever Juice a... says, it's not my fault. <laughs> We're, we are starting to get this theory that Clay is very bad luck. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of evidence that's mounting against him. Um <laughs> But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, you know, The Rock is going to be coming out with Black Adam. You know, we got Suicide Squad filming right now. The Batman's filming right now. We're getting Flashpoint as much as we may not like it. We're getting Flashpoint in The Flash. Uh, What else? New Gods is still going to be coming up. That's written by Tom King and directed by Ava DuVernay. Like, dude, the the lineup for DC is looking pretty fire right now. Uh, Depending on how well Birds of Prey does, we might get a rushed Batgirl. The script's apparently already done. They'll just probably throw it into production, start finding, you know, actors and stuff for it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, DC looks like it's finally. And then now they're. it looks like our theory of connecting HBO Max to the universe is going to happen. It might happen in animated shorts. But, you know, if they want to do something with their Green Lantern Corps and start the show there and then make an epic movie. Like, how would you feel if the Green Lantern, the show, right? Let's just say 10 episodes, 8 to 10 episodes was like high budget production and like the only the green lantern movie stuff was big events like blackest night and stuff like that how would you feel because you haven't watched I, game of thrones right so you haven't seen hbo's I, like hardcore I, ha- I haven't seen their hardcore budgeted stuff i mean i feel like yeah. watchman was pretty high budget but probably not, not compared in the to extent. game of thrones yeah yeah so I would say that I would be okay with it as long as HBO had good character development. If it has good character development and is progressing a story and then, because I, I don't know, man, because from what we have seen, and I know this mm-hmm. is a Batman show, but just yeah. diving into it real quick. That, hey, Batman was Green uh, Lantern at what time? He was, he was. <laughs> he was. Uh, that this Green Lantern show is going to uh, be generational. So mm-hmm. we don't know if that means Hal Jordan to Jessica Cruz, or if that means yeah. Alan Scott to Kyle Rayner, 
or whatever. But Ooh, they are the also one would be nice. Yeah, but they are also going to be introducing Sinestro. One thing that you didn't want. Yeah, yeah. They're going to deal with Yellow. So, but if they do it on a show and not in a movie, I'd be fine. Okay, because okay. a show is different. So here, here's this is hear me out. So this is the reason why, and I think you know what you can do this with other universes and two. I would prefer the Bat Family to stay on, you know, whatever. But if you want to give me a Damien show or a Tim Drake show on an HBO, I'd be fine with that. But Nightwing. Here's my thing: is yeah, fuck it, I'd be down. Um, if you wanted. To, you got to train people at some point, right? Like, it's never going to be well at the start off. But if you want to get HBO Max to surpass Disney+, Plus, to surpass Netflix, which I don't think it's going to be that hard to surpass Netflix anymore. But you got to start training people like, hey, we're releasing this movie. If you want to see the prelude to this movie, you need to go to HBO Max. And that's kind of what Disney has conditioned people to watch with the Marvel movies. Like, hey, you want to know what happened before this movie? Go watch the previous movie. Because there's an end credit scene or there's whatever. But see, I also think that WB doesn't want that. I think that they want you to be able to watch whatever movie or show without having to be forced to watch something else. You know? No, and and I think you can because you can watch the crossovers without really having to worry about anything else. You know what I mean? Like, isn't That's that how true. they're filmed? And I think I think you can just... I don't think it needs to be like... Oh, the series ends and it's like, oh, you know, a building's about to fall and then it's going to, the movie's going to start with a building falling. You know, I don't think it's going to be that connected to where it's that thing, but I think it's just like events that happen in the show are affecting what happened this. You know what I mean? But like, it's not going to be like super hardcore and I think you can still make a cohesive movie with that. Hell, if you want to like, you know what? So like, all right, you're going to direct this trilogy. You're also going to be an executive producer on the show. So you control everything. So, like, you could do that. James Wan's doing the cartoon. So, like, you know, he's going to connect everything. I think you do that. And I think that's more enticing for directors. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, I'm going to do a show and a TV series. Like, you're locking these people down. Like, hey, J.J. Abrams, we want you to do a Superman universe, but you have to control everything. Like, you're going to get a show. You're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. So, I think that would be kind of cool. But, yeah. So I don't know, a lot of good stuff. I say I feel like we end up talking about like just the future of DC a lot. I mean, although it looks pretty bleak in the comic books, the entertainment spectrum, video games, movies, shows, looks pretty bright. Yeah. So it um, really does. Yeah. So pretty interesting. So I gotta get out of here. I actually gonna definitely be late to this appointment that I gotta be at at one. But uh yeah, so that's <laughs> it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. And uh yeah, as always, Batman is awesome. We'll see you guys next time. News Weekly.